Jay Som. Uh, so, <laughs> am, am I am I to call you am I to call you Jay Som or Molina? Uh, you could call me either, uh, but you know, Molina is my real name. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Molina. Yeah. Nice to meet you. Great talking to you. Nice to meet you too. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. I wanted to ask you about your process of evolution as an artist. That you've been through a lot of stages and kind of genre shifts, shifts as a person. Uh, would you mind giving a brief rundown of where you started compared to where you've ended up now? Yeah, I think I started off pretty much in my bedroom in high school, just recording for a while, and I was uploading just um, kind of not not too serious songs on either MySpace or Bandcamp and SoundCloud, and then it slowly moved to Bandcamp, where I started getting more traction, uh, like locally, with like local bands, and people started listening to my music. And then um, yeah, like signed to a label. And I think I've just been doing the same music ever since. Yeah. It hasn't been too crazy. That, yeah. That's... that's um... That's fair enough. I think once you've got something that that sticks with people, then why why deviate too hard? You know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but a bit earlier than that, even you you'd been playing trumpet for a little while, and you had it uh, a bit of uh, roots mm-hmm. back to your uh, Filipino karaoke days as well. Um, so, mm-hmm. what kind of inspired your shift into the sound that we know from you now? Yeah, I think when I was a serious trumpet player, I was really into music theory, and I would never have, like, a... I never think that I'd go in this direction if I were to think about me, 16 years old, wanting to go to college for, like, um, sort of, like, wind ensemble or jazz music. I would have never thought that I'd end up doing, like, indie music and touring around the world and stuff. So, yeah, it's kind of like a huge shift, and... I think that's just how it happened naturally. Yeah, sure. Um, speaking of touring and, and doing all those uh, big festival spots and stuff like that, uh, with your indie music, you've had quite a uh, DIY aesthetic to the production and mixing. It's been noted, actually, that mm-hmm. you can hear the washer or dryer near your bedroom in some of the takes. Um, what's it been like for you to create mm-hmm. songs in that sort of environment and then have them get broadcast on such a wide scale? Yeah, I love it. I love the fact that a bunch of people are just listening to music that I'm making in my room in the comfort of my own home. And it's kind of funny, too, because I think that's just how I feel most comfortable writing music and recording is kind of being in my own space and not um, paying loads of money to go into a studio um, when I can have honestly like this, a similar product but not only that I just feel like I want to learn the ins and outs of audio production because there's so much um, to learn like there's not any black and white decision making when it comes to music production yeah no there is yeah quite a broad scale of things uh, broad scale of stuff from from different time eras as well like you've listed a few different mm-hmm. um inspirations from the 80s such as like prefab scout and sprout sorry and the cure that's mm-hmm. a sound that does present itself in a, uh, pieces of your songs like such as the choice of production like different synths and things like that which i think is really cool 
Um, what is it that really appeals to you through that era, era sorry, specifically in like, artists like those? Thank you, by the way. Um, oh, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, I think, I don't know if it's like necessarily the, the sounds or like vocals. I think it's just as a whole, there's a certain vibe with um, music from the 80s and honestly the 70s too that I really sort of um, feel connected to. I don't know if it's, like, it's just, like, the choice of production back then, I think, that, like, just there's that certain sound that defined the whole era of music, and I really like that. Yeah, sure. Um, if you had the opportunity, past or still with us, to collaborate with any of those folks, like, what, who would you pick? Well, man, that's a hard decision. I'd just be too scared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just too anxious to think about that. I'm like, oh. <laughs> There, that would actually be quite interesting. I don't know, Kate Bush, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, okay. Um, I mean, speaking yeah. of working with people, uh, for this uh, new project of yours, Anacore, I believe it's one of your first times working with other people on a project like this. Am I correct? Uh, yeah, yeah. This is the most I've worked with other people yeah, on sure. my own um, JSON stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so how was that process of bringing people into your sort of personal music space and working together on something like that? I loved it. It's so easy. I'm not like a super control freak. I mean, I am, but on the other side, <laughs> I'm really open to... <laughs> it's like the best of both worlds. It's like, it's okay to be like a perfectionist and be really controlling of your own stuff. But a lot of the times it's really nice to open up with other people and kind of let them take the reins for like they, they just bring a different sound and like style to your own music which is honestly I feel like sometimes that's necessary so that you can get out of your own head it sort of just like it just opens up a new perspective into your own writing yeah sure that's very clearly uh, evident in my opinion I, I do see the um, sort of openness and multiple kind of perspectives on different kinds of concepts and and things that come out through different songs off of this project. Um, my favourites mm -hmm. were Peace Out and the title track. Anako, as you would be able to tell me better than I could tell you, means my child in Filipino. Um, so you've handled a spread of emotions and concepts here, bet bet even between Peace Out and that track. Uh, how important do you consider the process of creating or even just listening to music for catharsis or exploring uh getting yourself through things or being able to understand who mm -hmm. you are yeah it depends i think um it's funny i've been thinking about that lately like evaluating my relationship to music like either listening to my own or listening to other people's music and it kind of shifts in different phases of my life sometimes all i want to do is like listen to music and just like discover what's happening out there like new bands and new artists and kind of like read articles about new bands and then sometimes i like i can't stand music right now i don't want to listen to anything at all like <laughs> i can go weeks not listening to music i think right now i'm kind of in that uh I, i'm in that phase of not listening to a ton of music because i'm sort of like um I've been like recording and mixing lately and when i listen to music it's mostly about references and kind of comparing um, the music that I'm making to songs that I really am inspired by. 
but not necessarily like I love his music because I'm really into it. Sure. So, so yeah, it just shifts. Yeah. Do you uh, worry sometimes that if you find a new song or a new artist that you particularly like, you might find yourself accidentally emulating them in some places? Oh, I I love doing that. Oh, yeah? I do that shamelessly. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I think it's it's really important to be inspired by new artists. And I, I don't think that it's embarrassing to, like, listen to a song and think, oh, I want to do that too. No, that's great. It can be a very good reference point. So we are having this interview because you are coming to Australia. You're going on tour. Yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, so what are, you, what are you expecting? Uh, well, what am I expecting? I'm extremely excited. I feel like every Australian person I've met, I love. I love people from Australia. They're very funny. You guys are very... I just like the, the, the feeling of Australian people. Um, I also have some family. I think I'm the first stop in Australia and Sydney. I have like 10 family members coming, and I've never had that many people come to any of my shows ever. That's like a family thing. So that's actually really exciting for the first stop in Sydney. I just heard so many good things. That's awesome. Are they coming from the Philippines, or are they uh, living down here already? They're living down there already. I think... um, most of them are from the Philippines, and they've made lives in Australia for, like, decades now. Yeah, no, that's that's great. Um, it was funny that you said how supporting Australians are. I feel like Melbourne in particular you'll enjoy just because it has such a, uh, a wide, like, indie scene. I think I think people mm-hmm. are going to very much enjoy hearing from, from you down here. Yeah, everyone tells me that I'm gonna love Melbourne. Melbourne is 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 the spot for 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 live music and indie mm-hmm. music in particular. Yeah, I I give it. I mean, not just because I live here. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, you're gonna be playing the uh, Northcote Social Club on Sunday, the twenty third of February. Yes, I am. Is that a great place to play? Oh yeah, Northcote Social Club is great. Um, as an artist, I I see that you seem to exemplify the concept of uh, versatility and, and adaption. Um, what might we expect from you in the future? Mm. In the future, you should expect to see a collaboration album with my friend Ellen. Actually, I don't know if I'm allowed to announce that yet. Um, <laughs> okay, but... I, can, uh, I can dip that. That's okay. No, no, it's okay. I think that's okay. I've been telling people that. and It's not like an official thing or anything, but um, I have a collaboration album coming out. Hopefully it'll come out in the fall. I'm actually currently mixing it right now. I should expect to just tour a lot this year, and I think I'm still going to make music um, here and there, like maybe a couple singles and stuff like that. Yeah, keep sure. people happy. So that'd be um, fall. That'd be spring for us down here. Yes. <laughs> Just double checking. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Cool. Um, that's no. Nah, that's awesome. So we might actually. <laughs> we might expect. I forgot you guys are the opposite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The north and the south. It's kind of crazy that we're having this phone call right now. When I think about it. Um, <laughs> uh, so we could actually be expecting to see you back down here in the not-too-distant future, then, potentially, if you go on tour with that. I or... hope so. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, the main point here is that, for the time being, uh, Northcote Social Club, Sunday the 23rd of Feb, is 
the the day the the date to catch uh, Melina to catch Jason uh, doing her business. <laughs> yes, come see me. <laughs> okay, well, um, thank you so much for jumping on the phone and and giving us this uh, this interview. Um, we're definitely going to spin a bit of Anako. I'll probably spin the title track. I'm just calling that now. Is, is, there any, is there any parting words that you'd like to give to the listeners at Sin? I'd love to say thank you for listening to my music. And I can't wait to play for everyone in Melbourne for the first time. Um, I'm super excited.